I am featured on an amazing summit called the Intrabiz Summit alongside Dr. John D. Martini, Sharon Lecter, Evan Carmichael, Rob Moore, Les Brown, Brian Tracy, 30 of the world's leading industry authorities over a three-day period, November 25th to November 27th. And it's all going to be about how to rise to thrive going into 2021. So looking forward to seeing that. It's free to join. If you want to pre-purchase some of the audio recordings, use the promo code IntroAS10, IntroAS10, and uh, we'll see you on the Intrabiz Summit. Take care. Bye-bye. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today, I am with Mr. Les Evans, who is a is an amazing guy. I've been I've known Les for probably a best part of around five or six years. And what I love about Les is that the fact that he thinks differently but acts differently. He's fun, he's intuitive, and he really thinks out of the box. He's a master business strategist by trade. He's worked with billionaires, millionaires, presidential advisors, Olympic athletes, sports celebrities, Grammy award-winning change makers. He's got an executive background as a, an investment company CEO and has worked with uh, entrepreneurs and business owners alike. And uh, I am really looking forward to today's interview. And I hope that whatever you get out of today, have your pens and paper handy, ladies and gents, because we're going to take you guys to the next level. So Les, just welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And wow, I sound so impressive on paper. I'm starting to wonder if you were talking about me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> It's I, I just want to say hello to everyone, and I'm very grateful, Adam, that you thought of me, and we've been friends for a few years, and uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to come in and hopefully share some ideas, some good insights of what's working and what's not working today, particularly in the crazy climate we're in, but I think we'll have a great time and some great strategies for everyone. Absolutely, and that's why we're here, guys, to help you guys to to take you to the next level, and, and let I see Les as one of those people that can really do that for you. So, Les, I mean, I know that you've been in the business game for, I don't know, for quite some number of years. And But where yep. did it kind of all start for you, you know, especially from transitioning to what you did? Because I know that you have a background in music or your interest in music. Uh, you've worked mm -hmm. with entrepreneurs and, and that kind of stuff. But could you give us a bit of a, a, I suppose, a bit of a history lesson? Well, how many hours do you got? <laughs> what's, that, what's that old joke? <laughs> if, if you've got five minutes, I'll tell you my whole life story, right? Oh, we don't want the whole life story, but well, we, we, we I, definitely get this stuff. You know, it's it, funny enough, you are right. I had a background as a uh, professional musician when, when I was younger, obviously in my teens and early 20s. And luckily, my father was very business minded, entrepreneurial minded. And he said, listen, if you are going to be a, a musician, which, which I was professional at the time, he goes, remember that you're in the music business. You're in the music business. This is a business. So if you want to get paid as a musician, you have to have you have to have enough chops, and you've got to be good enough to to have people pay you money. Because uh, he helped us, you know, when my brother and I were younger, I played together with him. My dad bought our first musical instruments like drums and guitars after we'd spent several years 
of practicing and training. And we, we, when we were good enough, he said, okay, I'm going to buy a professional instrument. Now it's up to you guys. And then we had like $50,000 worth of equipment. We were a professional working band. I have uh, won a couple of awards as a songwriter. And yeah, I've worked with some pretty amazing musicians. I did that until I was around uh, 27, but I couldn't do it anymore because I'd done so, many, so much damage on my vocal cords. And so translated, I worked for the postal service. You're never going to be that for a while. I was an actual mailman because I'd blown my vocal cords. I couldn't play music anymore. But I, you know, government service, hey, that's great for some people, but wasn't for me. I eventually transitioned into a direct selling business because I'd found a coach and a mentor. I, it's an interesting thing because I, it was 1986 and I wanted to get into business. I knew nothing about selling, nothing at all. And I just assumed that if you had a good personality, well, you can sell. And of course, <laughs> nothing could be further from the truth because selling is all about having, you know, skill sets to help people, to help people get what they want, to help people get over themselves and buy what they want, et cetera. And I was at least smart enough to find a mentor at the time. Oddly enough, it was a door-to-door -door vacuum cleaner salesman, I know. But this gentleman in 1986 was driving a brand new V12 Jaguar Vanden Plaat automobile, $120,000 car, because he was selling 40 vacuum cleaners a month. And I said, I want to learn from this guy. And so I learned how to do door-to-door -door selling, which by the way, was absolutely humiliating coming from a, you know, a, a suit and tie government job. And here I am like, you know, the worst, like the lowest job in the world. But that gentleman in, in 90 days, the company I joined had 2,500 salespeople. I was 2501. In 90 days, I went from zero to number two salesperson in the entire company wow. in 90 days. Wow. See, that's the power of having a great mentor. And, and yeah. I was a very good student. I was driven. Mm -hmm. He told me to jump. I'm like, yes, sir, how high? And then we went on to create a business and we sold $4.6 million worth of pots and pans in 1987. Like that's $12, $15 million worth today. We did that in two years back in those days. And that kind of led me into my training. And then long story short, my, I just shared with you, my brother, a lot of people know what online trading is today, mm -hmm. stocks and whatnot. He started doing that in 2001, 2002, trading stocks and foreign exchange. And I was like, how come, why don't the banks allow us to do this like how come you can't because i didn't want to learn how to trade mm. I, I like the results like trading was exciting but i didn't want how to do like i want somebody to do this for me and i went to the royal bank of canada and said hey why don't you have a program like this and they said well we do but you have to have five million dollars cash <laughs> i was like what and so i i have this theory adam that opportunity is always found in the complaint department mm -hmm. and as entrepreneurs See, regular people bitch about stuff they complain about all the time, but entrepreneurs fix. Regular people bitch, entrepreneurs fix. And so it's being self-aware that if you're bitching about something in business, that's where the gold is. Mm. If you're self-aware enough to go after fix. And so I did. I went on a search to find, I'm, like, there's no such program. I want to create a managed account, foreign exchange trading program for people who don't have $5 million, they might have only five or 10,000 quid as you'd say, right? Right. So, and, and that's what I did. I had zero background in finance, but see, it doesn't matter. I've always said, outsource your weaknesses. I knew I could get clients. I just needed to find a trader who could trade the money. So I went and recruited a trader and we made a deal. I said, listen, if I can bring you a million dollars in clients, 
will you take my business? And he was like, that was a no brainer proposition. And he said, yeah, we didn't even know each other. He said, if you can bring me a million dollars of clients, you can definitely have me working for you. <laughs> and we did that on a handshake deal. And we, had, by the time we, I sold that business in 2009 to my partner and we were trading roughly 300 to $500 million a week at that point. Wow. So, yeah. What was the reason why you gave that up? You know what it was? Have you seen your audience? Probably, I, I'm big into movies. I'm my, I should be. My son's a filmmaker. <laughs> There's a great film called The Big Short. Have you yes. seen that film? Yes, right? I've seen that. It's a great yeah. film. Okay. About the housing crash and the mortgage fraud and everything happening in America. Well, in 2007, I was giving a talk at what's called the Family Office Symposium. Now, what that is, is uh, wealthy families, at least in America, they hire what's called a family office. It's like a company that manages all their assets, mm, you know, like a wealth manager, right? And it's yes, but super high, high level. And so okay. we're at the Fairmont in uh, Boca Raton. Was it Boca Raton? It was Boca Raton. Mm. And with 150 of the highest level planners. And one of the guys there spoke to me and he said, you know what's happening? Are you aware of this mortgage fraud? He goes, we should be shorting housing stocks right now. And I'm like, why? And so he tuned me into that. And I said, time to get out of this business because I could see the regulatory forces. They had, I don't want to bore your audience with government nonsense, but <laughs> they went from having a 28 page glass Spiegel Act or Stiegel Act, I can't remember what it's called anymore, to regulate commodities to the 900 page uh, Dodd-Frank Financial Reformatory Act. And I said, this is going to kill our brokerage. Yeah. It's going to make Goldman Sachs very rich, but it's going to kill us because of the regulatory demands. And I saw the writing in the wall and it said, it's time to bail out, time to go. And Fair that enough. was it. Fair enough. Yep. You got out at the right time and the right place. I really did. And then, so after that, shortly, I got asked to, to sit on a board of directors that advised 28,000 doctors uh, for financial planning in the United States. And so I kind of, I was just doing some in between consulting and mm. kind of getting bored at age 50 when I got a phone call out of the blue from a friend of mine that changed my life. And that's another story. So <laughs> that's how I got it, got into being a coach and business strategist after that. So love it. I love a good story. Uh, you know, I, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we all have our, I suppose we all have our stories, right. About how we got started or the big epiphanies or whatever it is. But I love the, the fact that you got out of your comfort zone about selling vacuum cleaners. I just found that fascinating. Yeah. Great, great story. Les. Thanks for sharing that. Well, I think, it's, I think it's important for entrepreneurs to know that, you know, even because sometimes people perceive you as making it big and everybody, everybody starts small. Everybody does. I agree. Yeah. 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 We're, only, we're only human. That's all I say. Absolutely. Still very human. <laughs> Still very human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so interestingly enough, I know we were talking, I guess, offline and stuff. And I know that, you know, especially with the world in its state right now, which is kind of, you know, a bit weird and, you know, everyone's going through some challenging times, which puts mm -hmm. a lot of stress and anxiety on businesses and entrepreneurs in particular. And absolutely, you know what I mean? So, and I, and I think for me, I don't know about you, but I see a lot of, a lot of people right now, they're so focused on strategy. Do you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, what strategy is the best way or, or how do I do this? It's mm. kind of more about the how, but you know, I'm really fascinated and I don't know about you. And this is kind of, I'd, I'd love to know what your opinion on your perspective of this is. What do you think that, you know, a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs need to do differently 
in order to position themselves as, I suppose, change makers or I suppose industry or expert authorities? Well, there's, there's, I think there's two things Two, and that's a really good question. And it's, I'm going to use this word relevant because it is very relevant. I, yeah, they sometimes say it's the new normal. I'm calling this the new abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say that for sure, for certain, we are in a new reality of sorts because I, you know, even though I, have, I don't have a background, I have no education in finance. I'm very well studied, make no mistake, in economics and social economics, politics, the, the whole geopolitical thing. And I see where things are going. I mean, the World Economic Forum and the, the World Bank are talking about the fourth industrial revolution, where they're going to move a lot of stuff digitally. We've seen that there, there's a lot of government and social pressure to move towards that, obviously. Mm -hmm. So the real question is, like from my standpoint, because I really, I've spent seven years being a business coach and strategist, which is something I tripped into. It's not, not something I uh, planned. It just happened to have a knack for it through experience. But the one thing I've observed working with all sorts of types of people is right now is to take stock of what your talents are. And it's not about pivoting. And it's one of those, I, 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 to be frank, I don't like that word pivot. It's, I find it kind of annoying. And it only because it's very limiting. If I were you right now, I would take stock of your talents and abilities as an entrepreneur in terms of, here's the key question. What transformational result can you produce? What transformational result can you produce for your client? Not, can, not what insight can, can you give them? What can you do for them? So if you, and I literally mean going back, because I had to do this. When I reinvented myself, as it were, a few years back as a business coach, I said, well, who the hell am I to do this? So I went back and I made a list of every single accomplishment and achievement I've ever had in my life in terms of a result, like whether it was an award, I've got a few of those on the wall, as you can see, whether it was an award, but what was the net effect? What, what, what value could I deliver for people in terms of a result? And I made a laundry list and I was able to find real gold and saying, hey, wait a second, I've overlooked the fact that I have a talent or ability in this or this or this. Because the challenge, what I see happening right now, and I think this is a problem for entrepreneurs, they've got tunnel vision saying, well, listen, I've spent all my life and all my time doing this. Therefore, I want to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And that's what we call in psychology is kind of sunken cost fallacy. Meaning, hey, I've put everything in, so I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep throwing good money after bad. And sometimes the strategy is to reposition and repurpose what you do. Repurpose what you do. You know, like they say, take, make lemons out of lemonade. That's very cliche. But I'm saying, what can you do specifically where you can deliver a relevant result today? Mm. That's the key word. So it's reassess your talents. How else can I take my talent? What else can I, you know, I've got, it's like, you know, if you go to a scrapyard, you've got all this parts and stuff. Well, if you have enough parts laying around, you could build almost anything. You, you don't have to be, you don't have to be stuck trying to build an automobile. There's many other things you can do with that. Mm. And that's, that's the, the real nature of entrepreneur is take a bunch of stuff that maybe looks like a bunch of irrelevant junk. And I'm saying to your own talents, you might take a look at your talents and the things that you've done beforehand and say, how can I put these into a new package and repurpose that? And see, the, the beauty of that is, is people are always saying, well, how do I differentiate? 
you differentiate by using the own, what I call your unique stew of you. It's, it's the bits and pieces of what you've done with your life to repurpose. And so I did exactly that as a business coach. I had no form of training as a business coach before I got into business strategy. I'd simply been an entrepreneur, but I'd taken all the lessons that I'd learned into my life and I'd created a magic formula of secrets that I and I alone have, as do you, by the way. And I simply brought those to the table and repurposed myself. So today, for example, a lot of people want to get online and sell a course, okay? Listen, I'll tell you, the problem is is courses right now are, they've become a commodity. You can go to udemy.com and pay 15 bucks and you'll have a course on whatever. And one of the dumbest things I heard, you know, a few months ago is, well, yeah, I can learn what you learn on the internet. And I was like, no, you can't. Because you're learning from a professional teacher. I'm a professional doer. And today, the one thing we are in very short supply of is time. So people will pay a lot of money if you can have a done for you or done with you thing where you can produce a result, not teach somebody a lesson, not, you know, because it used to be, you know, teach a man to fish. No, no, no. Today, it's like, get the man to fish. We don't (laughs) have time for that anymore. Like everybody in their dog, you can buy a course for $15, but if you do something for somebody, you can charge them $50,000 by repurposing your knowledge. Because it's kind of like being a magician, if you will. I'll use this as an analogy. I have lots of little business secrets where if I told you, for example, I don't know what the price of homes are uh, where you live. Canada right now, you know, homes an average family home is probably seven or $800,000, okay? Just for an example. Right. And if, if I told you I could show you one trick that would allow you to sell your home and get $100,000 more than any other home in the same market, what would you be willing to pay for that secret? I'll give you a secret. You make a hundred thousand. If you're for a realtor, every single home you'll be able to sell for a hundred thousand more. What would that be worth? As long as you double your money, you'd you'd pay half, wouldn't you? Well, right. So so if I if I charge you ten thousand dollars, yep, and you turn around and sell sold your house for a hundred thousand more, you'd get a 10, 10x return, correct? You would. So that, if I give you that secret for $10,000, would you agree it's worth more, absolute more value? Absolutely, absolutely. Right, right. Now here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing as a coach. And I wanna share this because maybe you have some uh, people on uh, your podcast that wanna be coaches or consultants or entrepreneurs or wanna transition into Mm -hmm. selling their knowledge to the digital space. And there's a proper way to do that. You have to, you have to have a proprietary method, which you do have, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I just shared how we get that is by mining. We get into the mine. We mine our minds for that gold. Love that. And we position it properly. We mine the minds is number one. Number two is we position for a specific client. So we pick one specific problem that we can solve for one specific client, type mm-hmm. of client, the demographic, the avatar. I'm sure you guys will know about that. And number three, we need high converting presentation to, to you've got to have a great case. You got to build your case, your offer. You have to have a great offer stack and you have to have high converting marketing. It's just now that sounds simple, but that's what I do, especially lately. And I've come up with a formula where I can take any, literally anyone with zero experience and turn them into a superstar 
online presenter, performer, speaker, et cetera, et cetera. Because I'm a, I've been a professional platform speaker now since 2003. So millions of dollars of products as a professional speaker, never planned to be a speaker. It's just, I found speaking was a great way to get clients. In fact, that's how I got over 1200 clients into the investment business. So to come full circle on that stuff, it's all about repackaging what you have and repurposing. And this is a great, and that just to kind of put a cap on that quickly, the beauty of doing that is nobody can copy you. No one can copy you. You are, you are impossible to duplicate because you'll be a complete original and originals are priceless and copies are worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Fantastic. Very cool. I wanted to actually ask you, you know, I don't know about you, but one of my, one of my first business books that I ever wrote, uh, ever read was a book by Seth Godin called The Purple Cow. Have you read that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's a classic, right? Um, classic, yeah. And and he talks a lot about you know, and and a lot of this, a lot of the things in the book actually still very much apply to you know in this environment in this day and age it very much applies to that you know even though he wrote the book i don't know like 25 years ago i, I think it's even longer than that but from your perspective you mentioned a, a magnitude of different things you mentioned about speaking you mentioned about positioning but and you mentioned about a few other things like methodologies and and and, and how you can be uh, a little bit different from your competitors and stuff like that but if we yep. was to, you know, with a lot of our listeners right now that might be going through struggles that, you know, whatever it might be, where do you, where, what, what is your best advice from, from, from the, you know, if you was to, if someone was to, if someone was to ask you the question, Les, I want to be able to stand out like a purple cow. What would you say to them? Yep. That's an awesome question. It's my favorite question. And the answer to that is dare to be different. Dare to be different. In short, it takes guts. Now, let me let me define what I mean by that. Sure. There are way too many me too's out there. Would you agree? Absolutely. And here's the thing, too. OK, now everybody's scrambling on social media. Look, I'm on social media. I, I don't really give that much of a damn about it, to tell you the truth. I got on there years ago because people are saying, hey, can we connect with you? You know, are you on Facebook? I said, no, because I have a life. <laughs> you know, so. But uh, of course, recognizing the thing of social media, and then you have guys like Gary Vee. You know, I've, I've been following Gary Vee before everybody knew who he was. I used to watch his wine show on YouTube. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then he was telling people, you got to put content, content, content. Well, the, look, the internet is flooded with content, tons of it. Mm. So it's impossible to stand out. If you're teaching people how to stuff, because that's what every guru is telling you to do, teach how to content. Listen, you can go. For every piece of how-to content you have, there's 5 million other pieces. So that's useless. What I would suggest works is having an opinion and taking a stand. Taking a stand. And by the way, you and I talked about culture in companies, right? One of the greatest things I ever learned, and it was from my mentor, is you must take a stand in the marketplace. Meaning that this is what I stand for. I will only do this this way, and I will never do this that way. Now, what does that mean? I'll give you a concrete example. I coached a couple of young gentlemen here where I live locally who are building contractors. They fix kitchens and, you know, 
remodeling and things like this. And they wanted to hire me as a business coach. And I said, listen, I have a very strict rule when I take people on is number one, I have to know that you will do everything I say without question. And number two, I'm charging you a fortune for this advice. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little glib here, if I may. But the real question I said is how bad, what, what's your goal? And they said, well, we want, we, we're, our average contracting job is about 25 to 50,000 Canadian dollars. We want to get to the $100,000 level. And then I said, well, let me ask you a question. How good are you at what you do? Because I only work with the very best. And I define the very best as you have to be willing to do exemplary work. In other words, because the acceptance of mediocrity is the opposite of a commitment to excellence. I said, so if you're committed to excellence, I will work with you because you, everything you've got to do has got to be 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10, 12 out of 10. That's my, like, you don't stop until it's done. That's what professionals do. You do whatever it takes to get that job done. So I set that standard and I asked them a quick question. I, I hope you don't mind me telling this story because I think it'll help that's define cool. this. I said, where are you guys? I said, do you have a client that's $100,000 right now? They said, yes, we got our first 100K client. Good for you. I said, now here's a question for you. On a scale of one to 10, 10, 10 being 10 out of 10, you can absolutely deliver the $100,000 of value. Where are you at? And don't bullshit me. And they were kind of like, they're probably coming at 7.5. And I go, you guys don't realize if you're going to talk to a 100K client, they're going to want 110K value. And what were you planning to do? Fake it for the rest of the way? Because birds of a feathers flock together. Your business is going to be built largely on referrals, right? Because the eagles, you know, they don't fly with the turkeys, so to speak. And I said, that's dishonest. And I will not take you on as a coaching client. I'm going to charge you 10, like several thousand dollars, right. lots of money. And I'll, I'll promise you, I'll change your business around. But you, I have rule number one you have to walk away from this client and you got one week to make up your mind. And so I went back to their office one week later and I said, well, gentlemen, what did you So I told them this is the first hundred K client they'd ever had. And my conditions were a, I'm going to charge you a ton of money up front and B you have to walk away from this client because it's the right thing to do. And so I sat down and they said, you know what, Les, we, we, we sat for two hours in shell shock <laughs> from getting that advice. But they said, we emailed the client and we said, listen, we just got a new business coach. And on his advice, we just want to be fair and be honest with you that we, you deserve better. We can't quite live up to your expectations. We apologize. We'll be happy to refer you to somebody who can do the job to your expectation. Well, not five minutes later, the telephone rings and the client is screaming mad. And he's like, what kind of contracting firm turns down money? <laughs> you know, so... And, uh, and he said, like, what's going on? What's going on? And so the discussion was, he said, well, I appreciate your integrity. And he said, let's start from scratch. What can you do well? What can you do in an excellent fashion? That morning when I was in the office, the gentleman drove 100 kilometers to bring the check for the revised contract, not for 100K, but 150K. Wow. True story. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's a great story. I love a good story. That's the foundation. You want to know what differentiation is? Having the balls, pardon my, you know, sexist comment. That's fine. There, but having the, you know what I mean? Having the stones to set a high standard and say, no, I don't care what you throw at me, money-wise. Those guys, by the way, their goal was to be the top contractor in the area. They are, they won five years in a row, the diamond award. 
for best contractor in this. And they're doing, they're, they just built a $5 million apartment. So they went from $50,000 to $5 million jobs down a few years. Wow. You know, again, differentiating because mm. you would, how do we be different? How do we stand out? Well, contractors, as you know, they always put signs out in front of the yard saying ABC contracting and they think that's marketing. But the one thing you know is somebody, many of you, I'm sure, are marketers. One thing I never ask people to do if I'm marketing is I don't want them to think. I want them to know what I do that fast. And so I said, I got I got an idea. We built an enormous, you know what a handsaw looks like, right? Right. You know, the old wooden handsaw. We had them build a giant handsaw sign that's like three meters tall, basically, that was cutting into the lawn and they had their contractor name on it. And that's what we used as their advertising, a giant saw on the front of the lawn. I still have a picture of it. <laughs> and it, it caused so much of a stir in the city where we live. People were slowing down to take pictures. It was causing car accidents. And so we created a, we took, we created a Facebook campaign, take a picture with our saw sign and why win $500. And that put us on the map immediately because everybody's like, what, what is this company with this great big sauce? On? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Dare to be different. They, people were blown away. They're like, well, who the hell does that? I'll tell you who we do that. Absolutely. It's just having the guts to be creative. Just listen. And I can tell all your listeners have this capacity, but mm. you're afraid to use it because you're so afraid of best way to business is offend somebody. Mm. You know, <laughs> I love that. I think it's so, um, it is so disruptive and, and more than anything else, it's very out of the ordinary, right? Whatever that looks like. <laughs> well, well, the, you know, here's, here's an, just to speak on marketing, here's another quick example. Mm. And I get, I, like you said, I'm an outlier. I've always thought differently. I already picked up on Steve Jobs, you know, think different, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. I worked with a gentleman who sold industrial rock drill bits for the mining industry and the problem is most people in their marketing, they use boring old platitudes. Like we have service and integrity and guaranteed and mm. take your pick. Those are all platitudes. Standards. Say, you know, we're, we're, yeah, we're loyal. We're honest. And my, my, my question to that is as opposed to what? Dishonest, <laughs> like, you know? And so I asked the gentleman I was working with, I said, what do you want to do? He said, I want to dominate our industry. I said, how good are you? Same question. Because mm -hmm. I said, I only work with the best, high standards. Mm -hmm. He goes, my drill bits are the best in the world. I said, yeah, you and everybody else, prove it. <laughs> and he did. Because he came. He had a, a brilliant manufacturing. He really was the best kept secret. He, he literally, he was a great engineer, great product, but nobody knew about it. I said, tell me something dirty about your business. And he said, 95% of all the rock drill bits sold are a complete ripoff. <laughs> I said, true? He goes, absolutely. We didn't have a budget for marketing. We had $300. Oh. We found the biggest industrial mining magazine in the world. And we took out an advert that was 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters. It was black lettering on an orange background. And it had his company name. I won't mention it because for privacy. But, And I wrote that on there. 95% of all rock drill bits are a complete ripoff. Choose our brand. That was it. That, that's it. How many people have the stones to put that in? <laughs> Not many. <laughs> so you're selling rock drill bits. You know how it, like industrial publications, they're boring. They show pictures mm. of tractors and they say, hey, we sell tractors. That's not disruptive. You're not going to get anybody's attention, nor, and see what I'm really hitting at here, Adam, 
is you got to advertise your values on your sleeve. And like, you know, there's a lot of arguing in the US right now over, over the politics stuff. But in marketing, you have to be able to say, this is what I stand for, period, end of story. Because I'm not trying to appeal to everybody. In fact, I want to repel the people that I don't want as customers. I only want to, you're only looking for people who are looking for you. That's the best way I can say it. Absolutely. You're only looking for people who are looking for you. The only reason you're going to find people like that is when you get the stones to say, this is who I am and I don't care what you think. Mm -hmm. And so we put that, sent that to the publisher, the publisher of the magazine, because we can't advertise that on Facebook. It's rock drill bits. <laughs> he phones back. He said, are you sure you want to put this ad in? And we said, yeah, absolutely. And he goes, great. How would you like to write, write the editorial for this month? Boom. <laughs> Boom. You know what happened? In 18 months, his company grew 400%. We put his competition out of business. Wow. Literally. That's yeah. crazy. That's fantastic. True story. So I, if there I heard a, that story I before. That, I hope that's helpful. That's yeah. a great story. And I, and, I, and I was hoping you were going to tell that story because that is actually one of my favorite stories that you, that you, when we first met uh, many years ago, that was one of the first stories you sh showed me. That was a great story. Fantastic. Love that. I was going to say, I, got, I know I got hundreds more, <laughs> <laughs> but stories are great guys. And you know, for any of you guys that are manufacturing drill bits, by the way, make sure you use Les's strategy. Cause I think that you know, and then you can message us into social media and say, Hey, Les and tag Les tag myself in and, and hashtag the, the game changers experience podcast. And then you can kind of say this, this, this shit works, right? That's what you're going to say guys. So well, the, uh, the, the key thing, the key thing about stories is, and here's, here's a quick lesson for you. Cause you asked me this, what can I learn from that? How can I transpose what Les did there hmm. to what I'm doing now? Hmm. How do I try? Because see, one idea, an idea that looks like old socks in your industry could be absolutely brilliant strategy for a different industry. Hmm. Absolutely. So that's all I did was steal ideas and transpose this idea from another business. And that's what makes it creative. Absolutely. It's interesting because talking about product, and one of the things that I see as, and in fact, I've done this before and I'll quickly share it with you. One of the things that I probably did probably more at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey was to create a product or a service or whatever it is. But the big problem with that was I didn't have any customers and have any clients lined up. And mm. I'm now a big believer and I'm a big believer because I've tested the model and the methodology is that you you sell before you create. Yep. And do you have any advice for people that kind of just to convince people to stop wasting your time to creating products and services that simply yep. don't work, right? Totally. And to pre-sell something, right? Any advice for people with that? Yeah, I've, I've one of my favorite questions. And you know, it's so germane that you asked that because I had a lady ring me up out of the blue. Mm. It's kind of out, kind of outrageous. She said, I can't afford to hire you as a coach or a strategist because I spent my money on somebody else as a coach or strategist to learn how to build and sell a course. But I'd really like your opinion on if this course would sell. <laughs> First of all, I was thinking like, okay, that's slightly rude behavior, but... <laughs> all that aside. So, but listen, in all, in all seriousness, that's a very good question. I actually have a formula that I use for that. 
I'd be happy to share it with you. Please do. With your, with your audience. Okay. So question number one, if you're going to create a product or service in, in the marketplace, question number one is number one, and you guys want to write this down, believe me, because this is like gold, seriously. Uh, it's simple, but it's powerful. Number one, is there a need or demand for your product or service? And remember, it's got to be relevant. The keyword today is relevant. If it's not relevant to say COVID going on right now, I don't care how great that idea is, never fall in love with an idea. Never be afraid to throw one out, mm -hmm. okay? Never throw out an idea, but never be afraid to throw out an idea either. You might be able to circle back later. So number one, is there a need or demand or slash forward slash, can you create a need or demand through strategic marketing? Steve Jobs was brilliant at that. He did that with the iPad. Was there a need or demand? Nah, not necessarily. Could he create it? Absolutely. Okay. If you can create a need or demand, no, you got to have some marketing chops and selling chops to do that. If you can do that, great. We move on to number two. Number two question is, does your target client have the money or can they get the money? Is there money available for something like that? Because if there isn't, forget it, right? Can they pay? Number two question, can they pay? Can they pay? Can they find the money? Can they get the financing? Is, is there enough of a marketplace for that thing out there? Okay. Right. And then finally, question number three is the almighty, and this is the ball breaker. Will they pay? Mm. Now, before you say, oh yeah, before you go to your friends, because this is what everybody's going to do. They're going to go, hey, I'm creating a course, just like this lady. I'm creating this course. And I went to my friends and I said, hey, I'm thinking of building this course. Uh, will you guys be willing to buy it? Right. And of course, everybody responds on Facebook. Yeah, yes. sounds amazing. Absolutely. I'm in. And so you go create the course and nobody buys. And no, you know, nobody buys. Right. Mm -hmm. Nobody they, buys. They don't want a course. So they're not serious. Like if you go, if you do a poll, every, yeah, everybody's got money for a poll. So what I do, the real disruptor here is, okay, guys, I'm creating a course on or a product or a service or whatever it is, uh, you know, strategy done for you, whatever it is, that really doesn't matter. As an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm doing this. The product is this. It costs this much money. Who's in? Give me your credit card. Give me your credit card. Who's in? You want to buy? Here's the offer. I've already. So in other words, what I do, I build a presentation and I sell whatever it is I'm selling via that presentation. And you need a presentation. I don't care what you're selling. You have to, you need a high converting presentation. Mm -hmm. You need marketing and sales chops. I sell it and I ask for the money. And that's when I found out if it's worth building. And then I take the money and then I build whatever it I build. I get the customer to finance it. Very good. And you've got to deliver, otherwise that's fraud, obviously. Oh, clearly. Yeah. It's a great formula. Kind of reminds me of, I don't know if I shared this with you. I uh, did a speaking gig over in uh, Helsinki, Finland. The organizer asked me to come over and do a speech and whatever it is. And, uh, you know, it was a group of CEOs and entrepreneurs, high-level guys. The event organizer came up to me about an hour before, and they were like, hey, so um, what are you offering to these guys? I'm like, well, I just thought I'd do some value. And they're like, no, 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 no. You need to sell something. You need to offer these guys something, right? You need to ask business. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, fine, no worries. So I created something really, really quickly, integrated into my presentation, whatever it is. And I offered, I offered uh, there was about 50 people in the room. And I offer them a productivity course. And I said, if you guys, who here would like to increase their productivity by 300%, they all put their hands up. And I went, right, this is my online course. This is what's included. It's over a 90 day period. And this is the cost. Who's in? 
Everyone puts their freaking hand up. They go to the back of the room. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to create the course. So <laughs> six weeks later, one course created, but I've got money in the bank. So there you go. What the real uh, point of the story is, is that it was also around the fact that, you know, people are getting results. They were telling people about their friends on social media. They're loving it and that kind of stuff. And he created this kind of, like you said, around the whole kind of yep. Apple hype. You know what I'm saying? Like the Apple hype yep. when they before they sell a sell any product, they create this massive hype, and uh, and they've sold you know thousands upon millions of units before it's even launched. Well, again, you know, it's just I go back to you know saying have it's all about having the stones to do it right, mm -hmm. because otherwise, and and let's face it, whatever version one is always going to be version one. It's just mm -hmm. you know version one of the iPhone was never that great. There was always problems during iteration, but things improve and things improve and away you go. But it's, it's a matter of getting that stuff out there. And listen, the market will give you feedback faster than 18 months of analysis will ever do. Uh, you know, absolutely. Like two, two years ago, I started, I wanted to, uh, I had many, many people starting to ask me because they'd seen me speak uh, because a professional speaker I've spoken in, what is it? 78 countries, no, 78 cities in 24 countries. I mean, thousands and thousands of people and people was like, how do you learn how to speak like that? And I was like, well, maybe I can take, and it took me, I started to train people a couple of years ago, but it took me almost two years of training to figure out how to train people properly. And to be honest, the first few rounds of me trying to train people how to speak and sell like I do, because I'm a million dollar platform speaker, sold millions from the stage. But when you're the guy who does it, you really have to step outside of yourself to reflect but the cool thing is is i took a young gentleman on who had terrible terrible social anxiety and he came to me and said i want to be a speaker i want to be a, like a rock star speaker like you and i said well i appreciate hearing that but i'm like how the hell am i gonna he's like 23 years old i mean i'm in my 50s i'm thinking how am i gonna teach this kid pardon my language uh, he's not a kid, he's a young man, but it's like, he's got terrible social, I can't even look me in the eye, how am I going to do this? But the one, I said, listen, I think I see something in there. I see, and the key thing that I saw, talent to me is somebody's really got the fire in their belly, and I could tell he wanted it so bad. And so we worked together for about 18 months, and in his first year as a professional, well, God, his first First six months as a speaker, I think he earned about $180,000. This year, he's up over half a million dollars in earnings. So I've no, now I've got the exact formula down. And so I've created a new platform where I can take anybody uh, at any level, professional or otherwise, even if you're an amateur, no experience, total stage fright, et cetera, et cetera. And I can get you to build a socially economically relevant product or service to sell online and do it just like a pro and sell like a banshee at whatever level. I mean, I have everything from started group coaching into like one-on-one -on -one done for you, the, the whole gamut basically. But uh, anyways, I don't want to detract too much on that, but that's what we go to. It's that's about good. putting it out there, selling it first and then finding, because there's a lot of people who want to do this, mm. you know? I agree. And it's very relevant, actually. You know, we talk about relevancy and, and, and that's been a really, I suppose, uh, a common theme throughout this interview and, and, and our chat today, you know, which is all about relevancy, you know, because one of the things I see right now is like you mentioned, the big hype around online courses or sales funnels or, you know, the next big yeah. shiny penny syndrome or whatever it is. It's like, yeah. guys, let's be real here. 
Okay. Because some of the stuff that, you know, Les is teaching you here, right? And and it is, you know, this is top level stuff, right? This is a top level, this is a top level podcast on audio experience. You're getting world-class information because Les is uh worked with many different minds, you know, minds from around the world and, and that kind of stuff. But listen, I you know, um, I'm conscious of time and uh, I'm having a ball of a time actually, you know, being with you and listening to you. And I hope that you guys are listening in. But last question actually. Actually, before you answer that, can I just throw in one thing really quick? Please do. Because it just triggered off in my mind. One thing I want, you know, your audience to know is today when you, if you're going to transition, if you've never done like an online course or any marketing or Mm. any of that stuff, Mm -hmm. you do not have to be polished to be profitable. I want to just kick that belief, that limiting belief right out the window. Mm. You do not have to be polished to be profitable. The the only thing that requires, I mean, you need to strive. That's what I do. I coach people on those strategies. And if you can sell a result, forget about selling information. If you can get somebody a result, see, I don't teach people how to speak. I show them how to make 15 to 25 or $50,000 the very first time they do an online course. First time I did an online course two years ago, I sold it before I did it. I sold it, I made $15,000 in the first week, that fast. And you can do the same thing. It's all about, number one, ask yourself, can I produce a result for somebody? Whatever that result may be. Because you have specialized knowledge, but it's not about teaching people the specialized knowledge. Forget, forget teaching people how to fish. That's old school. Just get them to the fish. So I don't want to, I don't want to turn you into the next great speaker to share your message. The biggest, biggest myth about being a speaker is that it's all about sharing your message. Your message is a little part of it. It's all about having a profitable model. So if I can get you to make your first 15 or 20,000 or 50,000 or 100,000 or 500,000 like my other client, which by the way, he started with nothing, no experience. I mean, God, he got kicked out of kindergarten for being too shy. That's how shy this guy was. So if you can deliver a relevant result that is relevant, solve somebody's problem right now. If you've got the passion and we can help you build the confidence on, and that's all there, there is to it. It's all about authenticity and being real. I love it. it. There's three things. Oh, here's three things you need to sell online. Number one, people need to believe you. They have to believe in you and they have to believe you. So you can either deliver a result or not. If you can't deliver a result, you don't belong here. That's not for you. Okay. Number two, they have to believe in your product or service, your vehicle, as we call it. They have to believe in you. They have to believe in your product or service. And then number three, the final thing, part of the marketing and, you know, process of building relationships, obviously, is that they have to believe that they can do it or that it will work for them. And I'm living proof of that. My clients are living proof. I take people with zero experience, terrible stage fright and turn them into superstars. Anyone, it's not talent, it's perseverance and passion. That's what it takes. Sorry, I just have to get that in there. No, that's cool. <laughs> in fact, in fact, it, interestingly enough, because my last question was all, at, all about how to transition into the digital space. You've kind of pretty much answered that question in a nutshell. <laughs> so we were kind I'm of like, clairvoyant. we were all kind of singing off the same hymn notes. So that was kind of all good. But you kind of just took <laughs> to the words out of my breath and took it away. So it's all good. Well, I mean, just recap what, what we shared today. And this has been so much fun for me. Can you tell I'm passionate about this stuff? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, to recap, it's all about mining your mind because mm. the gold is there. 
you trust me, every single individual on this podcast, it's there. But you got to have the guts to drag it out and then figure out, okay, what can I use it? What if this is the junkyard? What are the parts that I can use? And what can I create that will bring relevant value and solve a problem for somebody? A result. Like again, get think, stop thinking about teaching stuff, saying what what result can I deliver? I don't want to teach somebody how to speak. I want to teach somebody. In fact, I don't want to teach them. We're just going to go, go out there and make them $25,000. That's what we're going to do. I don't want to teach them to speak. I could care less about that. It's all about let's go make you money. And I have a brand new client. He's 24 years old. He's a brain cancer survivor, never sold a thing in his life. We just announced his, his he's, going to, he's going to show people his money-making methodology, which is really cool. He's already got six sales. We haven't even finished the program yet. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's it, you know what it is? It, it's not magic. It's, it's, a, it's a formula. It's a formula. It's a, it's a formula that has taken me 50 some years to figure out. So <laughs> if you want to wait 50, you have two choices. You want to wait 58 years or would, would you rather do it in like, cause we, this is a process we can do in 90 days, literally 90 days that fast. It's an accelerator. So. We, we don't have time to hang around. Do we Les? Yeah. I'm, well, I'm cool. I, I'm fine here because we have a beautiful day <laughs> here. So if you have an extra question or anything like that, you're more than welcome. I, I love hanging out with you. You know that. We have some Absolutely. Fun we do. We do. Listen, guys, I uh, hope that you've enjoyed uh, today's uh, interview with myself, uh, Les Evans as well. Uh, by the way, Les, is it right if some of the guys can, can connect with you on social media, if that's okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, so guys, listen, if uh, if you have any questions, do me a favor, connect with Les on uh, LinkedIn uh, and also any of the social media channels where you can find his links on the link below and, and use our hashtag as well. Uh, if you've enjoyed today's episode as well, you'll probably be listening to this on one of your favorite podcast channels, especially if you're on Apple, uh, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review or whatever review you thought that was today's interview and that kind of stuff. So listen, hope that you've enjoyed today from myself and Mr. Les Evans. We are out. Uh, we'll see you soon on the next Game Changers Experience. Take care and see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers Experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights and golden nuggets that you can implement into your business straight away. I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on the button below. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.